Respect. It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Side of Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside, as usual, with Adam McGinnis. We have a good show coming up for you tonight. We're also going to have a few more guests on the show. We're hoping to have former Cubbies Crib writer William Chase on, as well as our good friend Cody, who's been on the last few shows. We really like having those guys on. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so it's going to be good having some more input on the show. But first, I'd like to welcome in my usual co-host, Adam. How you doing? Just peachy, thanks. Good. Peachy is good. Um, not as good as apples, but, you know, peachy is good. So let's just uh, kind of dive right into it uh, before our guests call in. Basically, tonight, we're going to be covering a lot of hot topics and basically what the Cubs have in store the next coming week because it is a big week for the Chicago Cubs. They're playing their two big division rivals in Milwaukee and in St. Louis. Right now, they're in Milwaukee playing the Brewers. They took the first game. Currently, while we're recording, they're trailing. Hopefully, the Cubs can come back and win there. Uh, So we're going to touch on that. We're also going to touch on the surgence of Jason Hayward because watching him the past week has been a lot of fun and some really awesome moments for him. We're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about, you know, if he's going to actually come around consistently or not. So stick around. we got a good show for you. But it looks like our guests are on hold, so we're going to bring them up. Cody and William, you guys are now up. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, what's up? Pretty good. Can't complain about the Cubs right now, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. You could, though. I could. I mean, can find reasons. If you need somebody to complain about him, I'll do it. <laughs> I think I, I don't mind being the bad guy. That's okay. You're I mean, kind of a kind of person that anyway. I'm used to people yelling at me, so it's all right. You can turn your caps lock on. It's cool. Uh, well, let's I'd get into it. Guy with the caps lock. You, we all are, in some way. <laughs> Just. It just hasn't come out yet for some of us. Give it another uh, year or two. It's only when I'm like really excited. I don't do it when I'm upset. When I'm upset, it's like I'll just do it without the like correct um, like grammar and everything like that. That's whenever yeah. I'm upset. But whenever I'm excited, schoolers. that's when I when I'm excited. I'll I'll do all caps so everyone sees the emphasis. Grammar are stupid. <laughs> That's why I have him on the show, folks. Yeah, I feel like intellectually this show is just really sliding downhill right now. So maybe 
Alex should uh, pick us back up yeah, from, go, yeah. from the depths Alex, of please. mediocrity real quick here. All right, well, then let's pick it up. Guys, Jason Hayward, he has been awesome the past week. He has been hitting the ball. He's been coming up with huge hits. He's spraying the ball all over the ballpark. He's not just pulling it on the ground. He's lifting the ball, going to all fields. I mean, that's not easy for a left-handed hitter to do. So we're seeing some really great things from Jason Hayward. Before we kind of go into what we think he's going to continue to do, I kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what he has done so far and what you've liked, what you've seen the past week or so. Uh, we'll start with Adam, and then we'll go to Cody and Will. So uh, take it away, guys. What do you guys think of Jason Hayward right now? I think right now, you know, maybe you can't you know, see this definitively, but you just get the sense that there is some confidence in Jason Hayward right now. You know, last year uh, I couldn't help but feel like he was going up to the plate and he knew what was going to happen. It wasn't going to be pretty, and he just had accepted it. And now the way he's uh, – the way he's approaching, he just looks hungry, and he looks like he, he knows he can contribute. And, you know, like we've seen these past few weeks, he's coming up big in big spots, too. I mean, he's, just, he's not getting cheap uh, singles at the end of the game that don't really mean anything. He's coming up big in huge situations for the Cubs. And to see him doing it in the two spot now, this is the Jason Hayward the Cubs paid for. And so with the bat going now, along with the elite defense, that makes Jason Hayward extremely valuable. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, I would totally agree. Um, I think the thing that depressed me the most is how he's been going the opposite the opposite way consistently. Um, well, at least whenever they pitch away, he's taking the ball the opposite field. And I feel like for a lot of hitters, when they're on, they're going to all fields. Um, so I think, like I said, that, I think that's the thing that's impressed me the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, the clutch situations um, that he's come through, I mean, we know about the grand slam. The hit last night uh, against Hayter, who what, had given up two hits to a lefty all season. He's that arguably was amazing. one of the best relievers. Yeah, I mean, that's more. that was more impressive to me than the – the double and extras when it was five to two <laughs> for um, sure. And I mean, it just makes me wonder, you know, if he can keep this up, I mean, then you really don't know who you want in your outfield on a consistent basis. Uh, well, it's yeah. always easy to just assume that you'd rather not have Hayward in except for defense. But now if he's going to start hitting like this, then you, it's like, man, who do you want out there consistently? And at right now, I feel like you got to have Hayward, Almora, and, and Schwarber in the three spots. But I mean, you still want to get half at bats too. It's just hard to find them as, as, as long as Hayward is going to be hitting like this. And I hope he continues to hit like this because, I mean, that's what the Cubs paid him to do. And I mean, besides the defense, he just hasn't really lived up to that over the last two years. So I think. Chili Davis deserves a lot of credit, and I mean even Jason himself. I mean we saw we've seen all the videos of him, you know, in the off season working on his swing, and they've changed his stance and how he holds the bat and everything. Finally, it seems like it's paying off. So I, I feel like uh, this, if he continues this, it, it makes things easier on the Cubs front office on what they want to do 
come this offseason with him, whether it's trade him or, or what, depending on the whole Harper situation, you know. Um, that's just way down the road. But uh, Well, and I think that in, thinking. whether it's the Cubs, Brass, or Joe Madden, I don't think they would admit it, even if. but I do think that they were thinking this. They were not counting on this from Hayward. And I'm sure they would not admit that to anyone, but there is no way they expected Hayward to be hitting 281 and walking regularly by June. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it almost feels like uh, an important acquisition. And this is a player they've already had for a few years, but the way his bat has just all of a sudden come alive, it almost feels like they've got a new player, a new force at the top of the lineup. Oh, yeah. The fact that Joe put him back in the, the two-hole, and I remember when he first started doing it, I was wondering why. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's paid off. So, I mean, I guess I guess we'll see. I'm I would like to see him keep this up for a few more weeks, and then maybe I can have I'll have full faith in him playing every day. But for right now, oh, yeah. I definitely want him in the lineup. It's just and I I've I, always kind of subscribed to the if it ain't broke don't fix it mentality, right. and so naturally I've had my gripes with Joe Madden every once in a while. Everyone does, but uh, mm-hmm. I have always. I have always admired that about Joe Madden, that he's not afraid to do something like that. Because to tell you the truth, I'm not sure any other manager in the league would have put Hayward in the two spot at all. No, absolutely and not. I, I, do, I do like that about Joe Madden because if you're Hayward, that has to feel good that your manager has that much confidence and belief in you to put you back at the top of the order like that. I would def- definitely agree. Um like I said, it's a great sign for him, and I hope that he can keep it up, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I would just like to see more consistency, more consistency from that for a few more weeks, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Will, uh, what do you think? Will, you there? Let's see. Third time charm. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do Hello? You hear me? Hey. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. All right. I don't know what's happening. I've been listening to you guys the whole time, so... You guys really? All right. Yeah, yeah good to have happened. you on. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, good to be on here. But yeah, um, as far as Hayward goes, uh, I've been a pretty, uh, you know, constant supporter and fan of his. But it was literally that Pirates series uh, back in Pittsburgh, what about two weeks ago now? Right around the time that the uh, he started hitting the ball consistently. Um, you know, like. I think the second game of that series, I was just like, I've lost all confidence in him at the, at the plate, and almost immediately he started coming through, like, on a nightly basis, and so it's just been a newfound magic, it seems like. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're seeing Hayward do what you've wanted him to see since you signed him. You knew he wasn't going to be, like, a huge power bat, even when you did sign him. He was never really a big power bat, but he's spraying the ball all over. He's hitting the ball hard, even if he's not hitting a lot of home runs. The one home run he has hit recently just happened to be, like, the biggest hit of his career. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny how oh, that yeah. works out. That was yeah, really cheap. That was a lot of confidence. Yeah, I mean, and it's like he used to be got excited any time he got a hit or – yeah. You know, he hit the ball hard, and it was a solid out, but it was like, oh, he hit that ball hard. And I got – even I would get tired of the, like, okay, yeah, he's hitting the ball hard, but it doesn't matter. Eventually those will drop in, and they are. And now he just seems to be getting on base every single day. 
And, yeah, I mean, you absolutely take that, obviously. And, you know, you just hope that it continues. Yeah, definitely, because what you're seeing from Hayward, like I said, not only are you seeing what you want to see from him, but it shows how valuable he is when he's hitting because he is such a good glove. He's an above-average base runner. You couple that all together with hitting, it shows that he can kind of bring you everything when he's playing well. Decent speed, good fielding, the bat, the base running. I mean, it's giving you everything you want. So he would still have some value for you even when he wasn't hitting because he was a good fielder. And the times he did get on base, he was a good base runner. But now that you're getting the hitting, you see the overall value here. And you just hope that that stays. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, when you guys are talking about the lineup and, you know, him hitting second, it's like, you know, statistically – there probably wasn't much to support that. and But as we all know, Madden's going to go out of the box and do whatever he can to kind of try to improve, you know, whoever it might be, whether it's Bryant leading off or Baez or whoever or, you know, hitting in a certain spot. And I don't know. I've never really subscribed to that theory of, like, I mean, certain lineups do make more sense than others and, and all that. But, you know, it's kind of like whatever gets a guy going, you never know. And especially if he's hitting in front of a guy like Bryant or Rizzo or whoever it may be, it's like – you know, that's got to help with this pitch selection, you would think, or at least being able right. to keep it. Yeah, I uh, I agree with uh, you and Matt. Or, or Matt. You go by Matt or Matthew? Or I could call you not Nighthawk, too, if you want. Okay, we'll go with Night. We'll go with Nighthawk, then. So, yeah, as long as Hayward is hitting like this, I would say keep him in the two spot because it's working, and he seems to be yeah. comfortable there. And like Nighthawk said, uh, with Bryant hitting right after him, he's going to see some good strike pitches to hit. So, yeah, keep rolling with it. Yeah, keep going, yeah. Keep, keep going with whatever works. Now, of course, you know, talking about – I don't know if you want to go to this yet, but uh, talking about Bryant, he's, of course, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Bryant struggling or uh, – slumping, but, you know, looking at his last, you know, several games, he's had a bunch of, you know, multi-hit games. It's just the last, what, three-plus now that he has been hitless, so I'm sure that'll come around to this sooner than later. Yeah, that's a good point, Nighthawk. I had brought that up earlier on Twitter. Oh, that you're, that, you're talking to me about being Nighthawk? I thought you called me Matt, so I was like, I thought you were talking to someone else. No, no, I, I was asking you if you went by Matt or Matthew, and then I, I, I didn't hear William. What? My name is William. See, this is this is the problem with having like nineteen people on. Is I I don't know who's who, and I is oh, Matt still there? Yeah. <laughs> you have who's Ethan Matt? Hall. Boy, this is all sorts of confusing for me right now. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, have any names next to. to the numbers. They're they're just numbers, so I really don't know who is who when I bring who up. I see no numbers either. You know, on my end, there, there's nothing but the voice. Yeah. This, okay. This is this is kind of crazy, but. Uh, well, now uh, that makes sense. I didn't know you had like 19 people on, so that makes sense. Well, I'm gonna keep calling you Nighthawk then, since I already started right. on this. I, I thought that was Matt, but I guess you're Nighthawk now. I guess so. Mm. Okay. We'll call Matt Dragon. 
could pick yeah, it up um, again, Alec. This is really hard for me to try to figure out right now. So what I'm going to currently do is I'm going to shift the conversation over to this series against Milwaukee. Right now the yeah. Cubs are not looking too good, but they won last night. Just uh, why don't you guys start talking about this series while I try to figure this out, okay? Well, okay. Uh, I'll start. Um, Take it away, fellas. All right. I'll so, just sit quietly and judge so, you. So, uh, so, so Chad was on the mound, and first of all, does he inspire any confidence with you guys? No. No. Uh, I mean, it's no, uh, really. with Chad was pitching. I'm about as confident as a wet carrot. It's so weird because you know, you don't have seven strikeouts. I think he had a couple games earlier in the year where he had like seven strikeouts, but he walked six or gave up one run. Or he gives up, you know, five walks, uh-huh. and then he gives up no runs. And it's just like, you know, three walks minimum. I mean, that's not great either, but something, or maximum, I should say. But if he would just, you know, curb the walks, who knows? But I, I'm not, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's early in his stint. I'm not going to say, you know, that he's a failure or whatever, but obviously they got to keep working on it with him because he's just not there and. Yeah, I mean, they're down 2 nothing, so they can keep them. they got runners on first and second right now, and it could be bases loaded in a minute if he walks this guy, which he probably will. But, uh, yeah, they can keep the runs to a minimum. They have a shot. But that's the thing with, with Montgomery is he's basically a guaranteed, what, three, four runs at least to start? Finally. I think we have Matthew. I'm going to put him on live. Let's see if this works. Matthew, are you there? Hello, gentlemen. Hey, there he is. All right. Hello, Dragon. Dragon, I like that. I'm Asian, so it works. No kidding. <laughs> you're, you're, you're kidding me. No, sir. All right, well, welcome to the show, Matthew. Um, why don't we just get you in since you've been on hold. <laughs> okay. You know what? This um, is for the test, though. Because now, we're all I don't playing. know if you like Hawk better, but you're Dragon now. Hey, so. which one's Adam? Which one's Adam? Uh, that's not for me to decide. Only only squares give themselves nicknames. So. Oh. Well, I'll yeah, that sarcastic guy is Adam. Mm. Oh, that's him. Oh, okay. So are we venting about Tyler Chatwood? Yeah. Yeah, the way. Sure. And he just gave up two more runs, so it's four to nothing now. Yeah. Spill oh, it, Dragon. Got what is here? Can I pose this as a question, if I may? Go ahead. Darvish comes back, right? What do you do with Chatwood? And Montgomery keeps pitching like this because Tyler Chatwood makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. Chatwood makes me sick. I just Okay, this is what they should do. If Montgomery is pitching like he is now, and of course that includes Lester and Hendricks, so let's say everybody is where they are right now. You got to go with Montgomery over Chatwood. I mean, how do you not? Like, you can't just unless you go with a, unless you go with a six-man rotation. And this is assuming that Lester, Hendricks, Quintana, you know, they're all healthy. They're all pitching relatively well. There's no reason to go, uh, you know, Mon- uh, Chatwood over anybody because if you're going to do this, but that's assuming everybody is still pitching well, healthy, etc. So my my concern with not having Chatwood in the rotation. And maybe this is not really a big deal at all. My my small concern is that Kyle Hendricks then becomes the only right-hander, 
in the rotation, which I'm not a huge fan of. I'd like to have a couple. Darvis. Darvis, Darvis is a righty, isn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Darvis is a righty. Okay, I I would not hold it against you, Alex, if you fired me here on the spot. Yeah, I'm filling out your uh, fired papers as we speak. Was that Adam that said that about? I, uh, I would I would just like to, for the record, say that I uh, I was testing you guys. Yeah, I, I was just yeah, testing you. I'll believe that. Yeah, I was just yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, dudes. Good job. How many Millers have you had since since we started? I'll have you know two things. That one, I would never drink uh, Miller. Okay. Thank God. Like good beer. Okay, good. I was just checking. I was okay, just I trying to go with the whole ballpark thing, but good. And and two, two. I'm drinking Coca-Cola tonight, and I have had one. So. Whoa! Cut yourself off, dude. Too much sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, real, I just, yeah, I just realized something. Sorry. Yeah. Well. Um. Um. Yeah. I was just thinking. You guys are talking about how it's hard to know who's who's talking. Well, I don't know if you all if you guys all have iPhones, but they just came out with that nineteen what is it, up to thirty two people can FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. Oh buddy. That's like the only way this would that would actually ever make sense for anybody. Okay. Like I don't Then you would know who's who, right? Um, I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna say right now that I'm not gonna FaceTime you guys. You know I'm sorry, but well, you can uh, turn the camera. Just turn the camera. And whatever. My little sister away at college, so we'll 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 just keep doing this for now. Yeah. Whatever works. So back to our channel rant. After I went off on the beer tangent. So, so you guys would go six, or would you kick Chadwood to the bullpen? I don't know I if I want that um, shaky command in the bullpen. I'll be completely honest with you. Yeah. I got a theory on that, too. Like, I don't think I, it's, I, I think, would. I think most people think it's just easy to say, oh, throw the struggling starter in the bullpen, just throw him there. And it's like it doesn't really work as well that way. I mean, maybe certain pitchers can do that, and they can go to the bullpen and work things out. But I don't think it's necessarily a cure-all solution for that pitcher that they could just go to the bullpen and they're just going to suddenly, you know, whether it's hide their mistakes or whatever. It could be something that they do, but I wouldn't mind a six-man rotation, at least initially, to give it a couple couple goes, you know, see how it goes. See, my only thing with the six-man is I, Lester's pitching so well. Quintana's yeah. doing well. I don't want them going off their rhythm, man. For True. Lester, it's all about routine and habit. If he goes six if you throw an off day in there, he goes a week in between starts. That that to me spells disaster. So I I think the best thing to do is go five. And to me, think about it. We were down three nothing against the Giants. Came back and beat, won that game. We're down four or what is it? Four nothing right now. Right. Four. Yep. You can't keep battling uphill, and you know I wrote about this in in one of. The articles I wrote, I said he he early in the year he got away with walking people, but when we get into July and August and you put I don't know first two guys on it, Rigby Field, a fly ball can end up on Sheffield and you're down three nothing. You know, to me there are too many risk factors for him right now, unless he shows me that he can control the baseball. I just yeah. I don't know. I just want to clarify. I just want to know who's talking right now because I'm still a little confused. I'm William. Dragon. 
I'm okay, sure. Dragon. Good. This is Dragon. That was well said, Dragon. I, I agreed with all that. I guess, you know, you know maybe for next show, I'm going to have to send out evites to all of you so we actually have our names up on the board. But even so, that doesn't really help much. So this is kind of a fun challenge for us. You know what you could do is, is uh, well, you could record this, right? You just start memorizing our voices with a name or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, to uh, go uh, with what he was saying before about getting pictures out of rhythm, that's a good point because, you know, you don't want to mess, like we were saying, don't mess with what works. But to that point, I guess also, depending on how the schedule goes or when, when even Darvish is even going to come back, like, assuming it's even by the All-Star break or whatever. Um, you you know, would hope by the All-Star break. Yeah, I, I always thought so, but there was – Actually, they're thinking now post-All-Star break. Yeah. So, today. Based on the schedule, maybe you want to get guys rest or whatever. They might be able to build in to a six-man rotation type of slightly like they've done in the past where, you know, they give an extra guy an extra day or a guy an extra day or whatever. Right. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be a six-man rotation full-time, but just kind of a, a start or two here or there. I don't know, but I mean, it might be deeper than that. With you know, as far as Chatwood and trying to figure out what to do. But that's assuming, like we said, Darvish is even back when you know who knows. But do we know what his issue you is right now? The whole thirty-three million dollars has something to do with of why they just won't go to Montgomery anyway. That oh, yeah. could definitely Possible. be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It always does. Salary always does. I mean, if Hayward wasn't making one hundred eighty-six million dollars. When he was slumped, I mean, you know, if he wasn't making that money back when he was really slumping, he wouldn't have been playing every day, and he'd be a defensive replacement. Yeah, right. I agree. But uh, like I said, Tyler Chatwood just makes me really mad. And my, <laughs> I hate to say this, but, like, my my mom, she'll watch him, and she refuses to watch the Cubs because she wants to throw something at Tyler Chatwood because he can't <laughs> throw the ball straight. And that sounds says, like a mother of dragons to me. And she says to me, she goes, I'm not Theo Epstein, I'm not Dick Pointer, but I know a decent pitcher when I see it, and he isn't one of them. And don't forget, he's wearing Sammy Sosa's number, and Jason Marquis wore that number, and they're all tainted, so why'd they sign him in the first place? Oh, Jason Marquis. Oh, Jason man. Marquis. The fifth starter of the OA Cubs. <laughs> Blast from the... Yeah. Fairly recent that's past. A throw, that's a throwback article for one of us. Yeah, Wasn't exactly. Bradley, number 21 as well. Uh, really yeah, he was. You know. Yeah, he and was. Yeah, he's the worst signing in Cubs history. <laughs> I think well, yeah. you know, the bold I, statement. I think it was, yeah. I, I know that's a bold statement, so but it's so in my time. That's what I think. <laughs> It went Sosa, Bradley, Marquis, and now Chatwood, I think. <laughs> yeah, that, the number's cursed. At least Marquis uh, and Chatwood seem like nice guys, so they're, they're yeah, bad. Like Marquee, That's yeah. true. That's true. Mar- yeah, yeah. Mar- yeah. <laughs> and Marquis really wasn't even that bad for the Cubs. Like, I've seen so much worse than him. No, yeah. he wasn't terrible. He, he was just kind of washed up by the time he came to the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. He could hit for he could hit really good for a pitcher too. He had a grand slam the one time at Chase Stadium in '08. No, yeah, yeah. I, remember I remember that. What a year that was! Until the playoffs. Oh man! Until, Until Manny yeah. Ramirez. 
fired. <laughs> Until the Diamondbacks happened. Oh, wait. That, that was, was 07. Uh, 07. That was 07. You mean the Dodgers. The, Dodgers, oh, the Dodgers. man who remarried the Dodgers. Yeah. 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 The man who Dodgers. 07 they is when forgot, Canelo they just forgot how to pulled hit. Zambrano too early. Yeah, they Another guy hit. I think of with that 08 team, uh, Rich Harden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the year they got Josh the Brewers for him. Remember when the Brewers got CC and the Cubs got Rich Harden, and Harden was so good. CC was so good for the Brewers, but Rich Harden was the Brewers in that one showdown or whatever with CC or yeah, he did. CC or not. But Rich Harden was so good, but you know CC was ten and one down the stretch, and Rich Harden was just as good for the Cubs. And yeah, yeah, that was ten years ago. Can you believe it? <laughs> Crazy. We dated ourselves. Yeah, it's it's not. I feel shocked. So well, I'm just gonna talk. I'm, I'm just gonna go <laughs> ahead and kind of shift this, this over to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that was my no, that was my bad for bringing up Jason Marquis. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. I'm blaming Adam anyway. It's it's all good. I'm just you know I, I I have this this long list of grievances of Adam and I should have fired him ten years ago, but you know he's still here. Cool. Well, come on. Let's hear them then. Um, let's see. Sarcastic, bad opinions. Um, he's just <laughs> Adam. Takes. You know, I think that's enough. <laughs> that's it, yeah. yeah he didn't even give you a cool yeah. nickname. He, he, he really did think that Kyle Hendricks was the only right-hander in the rotation, too. Yeah, okay, no, no, yeah. no, I did did say I was testing you guys, so why? No, that was that should be called a bailout. Give me a break. Darvish hasn't pitched in a while, okay? You know, I haven't seen him in a while, and like we said earlier, I've had a lot of Coca Cola tonight, okay? So that's, that's no, a Andy lot of like a freaking vodka. That's not an excuse. <laughs> Maybe not for you, okay? We're all different. All right, so so just uh, another yeah. bullet point on the list: drinking before shows. Parentheses Coca Cola. <laughs> oh. Anywho, um, I was gonna kind of move on the last segment of our show. I wanted to talk a bit more about the NL Central rivals that we're currently playing, and then when we will be playing. We're in Milwaukee now, going to go to St. Louis to avenge that horrific series uh, that ended in two blown games and a Cubs sweep, uh, getting swept, that is. Um, I want to get your guys' opinion on, I guess we probably all have a similar idea because this is just the reality of it. We know that these are important games. We know it's not like make or break the season, but... How do you see these games right now against the Brewers and the Cardinals? Let me think. Um, well, I guess I'm uh, first. Uh, um, go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, I I think this Brewer series is more important than the one with St. Louis, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but I and only just because I feel like it's it's good to keep. To win two out of three here, it's going to keep Milwaukee thinking that they can't beat the Cubs. They are currently in one and eight against them, 
And that takes a toll on, you know, on a team mentally, I think. So mm-hmm. if you take two out of three against Milwaukee, that just, I mean, at least that's, that's more confidence for you because you leave the series in first place in division. And it also leaves Milwaukee wondering how the heck do we beat this team? And then as far as the St. Louis series, I mean, yeah, they got swept by the Cardinals because of two walk-offs. I want them I, I want them to sweep them. <laughs> I, and I don't yeah. want to see Dexter Fowler beat us again. Like, Oh man, he is. But I also take just, I'll also take two out of three. I, 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 it's, I, if I wanted to, if I had to choose between one, if I could take two out of three and I couldn't have them both, I would say Milwaukee just based off division. And then I think they're better than St. Louis overall right now. So they scare me a little bit more, but you know, in terms of the rivalry and stuff, I mean, yeah, I would love to see St. Louis get swept. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, good that the Cubs are actually going to miss Miles Patolas. Is that how you say his name? He's like eight and one this year. If you've got, yeah. Yeah. Another, another guy that comes out of nowhere is the Cardinals turn into one of the greatest. I don't get it. Yeah. He did not pitch particularly Pretty. well tonight. And I believe the Padres are actually no hitting the Cardinals right now through like five yeah, innings. Yeah, the Cardinals or are still going to win this really? game. You know it. Of course. Of course. Devil magic, yeah. <laughs> I think it's three to nothing. Oh, well, they, yeah, they may not. Yeah, maybe. Hosmer, Hosmer he uh, had a home run, I heard, so. <laughs> so getting back on track here, I said before this series that since it's only June, I'd hesitate to call this series a se- uh, season-defining moment because it's not. But it is a series that by the end of the season, one of these two teams could look back on it and say, gee, uh, that was really, we should not have let the Cubs steal that game. Because who knows, maybe the Cubs end up beating the Brewers in the Central by a game or a half a game at the end of the year. You you just don't know. And so when the season finally does end, you look back on those games where one team should have won, but they kind of let it slip through their fingers. And if you're the Brewers, I think you could say that was the case last night, that they they probably thought they had that game wrapped up until they didn't. Yeah, they did. They had their bullpen set up the way they wanted. You know, Hayter's one of the best in in baseball. That was really unexpected. I I didn't didn't believe it. And then don't forget, I mean, another thing to look at, too, is Zobris taking the extra base like that. In a game in June, you don't normally see that. Oh, yeah, and because, yeah, Yeah. that was definitely a risk, but I was thinking about that after it happened, uh, because who who got the hit right after after Zobris got on? Was that... uh, It was Hayward. Yeah, and that scored Zobris, right? Yes. Yeah, so if Zobrist had stayed at first base, uh, after that Hayward hit, there's a good chance that there's only runners on first and second, and that run Actually, wouldn't have scored at all. That's probably what, what would have happened. So that paid Actually, off in a huge way. Would, Actually, the inning would have been over because after Zobrist hit, Almora grounded a ball to short. So double play, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been a okay. double play. In the yeah, that's right. Ended. Because don't Good. forget, Zobers I, came in as part of a double switch. Right. Well, they don't, he was in the nine spot. Yeah, you're you're right. You're made, I I'm now recalling this. this. Now makes sense. Hey, that was that was a long time ago. Okay, that was like <laughs> that was like 24 20. hours ago. So more like yeah. you know, 18 hours. But but getting back to the point, I think I don't know. I think the whole. Cubs-Cardinals 
rivalry has lost a little bit in the last couple of years, mainly because the Brewers have taken over as the second best team in the Central. Um, I'm not You're saying the rivalry back, is gone. I'm not, I completely I'm not disagree. The rivalry man. is gone, <laughs> but you know it's not the. I don't know. I think the Brewers are the better team. So if you think about it. The I-95 rival, well, is that right? I-95 is Milwaukee? Well, whatever. 94. Um, 94, right. <laughs> one of those highways. Yeah, one of those highways. But, no, I think the Brewers rivalry is definitely gaining momentum, whereas I think the Cardinals rivalry has kind of plateaued a little bit. I, I mean... Ooh. I don't know if it's plateaued. Whenever, whenever those two teams meet, it's always fun. There's always some kind of, like, drama. But, I mean, yeah, the general scheme of things, I guess you talk to Milwaukee, as far as the Central goes, kind of like, they're, they're kind of the top two right now. But, you know, it's almost a toss-up with, with St. Louis and Milwaukee in a way, too. Yeah. Okay, here's who Milwaukee is. Okay, so you're you're a kid and you've got your buddy, same age, over to play basketball in the driveway, and you guys have always been super competitive. Uh, Milwaukee is your little brother, like your much younger brother who's six or seven years younger, but you let him play with you anyway. Uh, and Milwaukee is that kid who just one night out of nowhere has a really good game. Uh, it's a one-off thing. It's an anomaly. It doesn't happen again. And then it goes back to the uh, the rivalry between the two buddies. That's who Milwaukee is. This is their one their one little uh, moment, uh, ten minutes in the spotlight, and then they'll be gone. It's it's Cubs Cardinals forever because that's not just forever. one of the base best rivalries. That's one of the best rivalries and oldest rivalries in sports. And so that okay. it's never going to die. See, it's never going to be overtaken by Milwaukee either. Milwaukee oh. might be the better team right now. And I would even say this. I disagree with, with uh, I think, multiple people on this show right now. Is I actually think St. Louis, by the end of the year, will be the better team than Milwaukee. I agree. Okay. I agree. I think yes, yes, if Milwaukee doesn't get pitching. Right. Yeah, that's, 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 is that St. Louis's pitching is is uh, a little more uh, uh, sturdy. I think they're built for longevity as far as the season goes. I'm, I'm not sure if Milwaukee's rotation is going to hold up like this. But I'll yeah, tell you I, what, that Reyes injury is going to suck for them. Yeah, I think St. Louis can St. Louis can finish ahead of Milwaukee. That's why in my mind it's almost kind of like you know assuming the Cubs win the division. I do think St. Louis or Milwaukee will battle it out for second. I think it, you know, either team could probably finish ahead of the other. But I say the Cubs Cardinals rivalry is definitely number one, uh, at least of the three teams. But Milwaukee, I don't think they're an anomaly in the sense that they won't, you know, stay towards the top most of the year or even next year possibly. I think they're they're a pretty good team overall. But yeah, even if St. Louis finishes dead last or whatever. It's still a huge rivalry, and when both teams are playing really well, of course, that's when, you know, there's more fanfare or, you know, whatever, national national uh, attention. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, right now Milwaukee has been, you know, after last year, the first, you know, half of the season, up five and a half, and then, you know, most of this year, you know, it's the the, the little brother thing is the perfect uh, way to put it, though, because until they can finally beat the Cubs, like the Cubs did to St. Louis in the playoffs in 15, and kind of seize their moment, you know, Milwaukee hasn't been able to do that. So they are kind of the little brother in a sense as and, far as, you know. 
And and I think the league thinks of that the same way too because I did. This is the nerd I am when it comes to baseball. The league always seems to put the Cubs Cardinals series on a weekend. You guys know yep. that. Yep. Whereas the Cubs yeah, they like the the television the ratings get you know good views, especially since both teams are good. Well, well, not every to that, time. you can make a trip up there. You can go leave on a Thursday, catch the game Saturday, come back on a Sunday. You know, and I think that the national game, every like their Friday night baseball, they're the Fox game, and then their ESPN Sunday too. So you're right. So I think the league also says no matter what, the Cubs' number one rival is the Cardinals. Oh yeah, for sure, and it will be no matter what. No matter if Milwaukee actually, you know. It's a better team against Chicago than St. Louis or whatever. St. Louis, Chicago will always be number one. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, I'm going to use a football analogy here, a Chicago football analogy. I mean, there have been years where the Vikings, you know, a long time ago, where the Vikings were a bigger threat to the Bears than the Packers, but the Packers will always be the Bears' biggest rival. It's, it's kind of yeah. the same thing we're seeing here. It's, you know, just the fact that they've always been rivals, the fact that they have met up in playoff scenarios in recent years. Um, you know, Milwaukee may be kind of the focal point right now, but the the Cardinals are always going to be the biggest rival. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, it's it's concrete. His, if, 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 if anything, history has already decided that. It, there's just no going back at this point. And look, we may see all – all three of these teams in the playoffs, you know, kind of like what happened uh, in the NL Central in 2015. We could see that again. And imagine how much more these rivalries will be hyped up. Well, and I'll say this, too. Even going back, you know, uh, not that long ago when the Cubs were just a really horrible team, uh, even then at Bush Stadium and Wrigley Field, that was still the most high-energy series uh, in the NL Central. Uh, yeah, as far exactly. as animosity between fan bases goes. So that just goes to show you that even when one of the teams is a cellar dweller, uh, none of the uh, the hatred is lost. Yeah, exactly. Right, like for sure. Saying, it's, um, yeah, the animosity is sure. always there. Yes. Well, guys, I hate to cut this all off, but um, we are just about out of time. We have about a minute left. So I want to thank all of you guys for coming on board. Despite some technical difficulties and confusion, it was really, really nice having you all on the show. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. A lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have to do oh, yeah. this again sometime. Uh, except uh, Adam, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll he won't come next time. We'll time to a chair and make sure he doesn't log on. I wasn't going to be So remember, no, just remember, you Darvish is right-handed. Yes. <laughs> Is he? Take notes, Adam. Yeah. Right-handed pitcher, you Darvish. I think you guys yeah. need to let off the Coca-Cola and the Miller. <laughs> you especially. Maybe I'll go back. Maybe I will I'll go lay back. off the Miller. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and have a good night.
Respect. It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Respect. It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army.